Hi, welcome. My name is Angelina. My name is Audrey. And you're watching an episode of K-Pop Cancelled. So you might notice it's looking a little bit different this week. Or maybe not. Maybe you can't not tell that we're not in the same room anymore. <laughs> Question mark, hopefully. So I have a couple of things. Well, actually, why are we filming remotely? Do you know why? <laughs> no, I don't. Actually. Okay. So I just felt like it was a little, it was a lot, you know, it's a lot on you to come all the way down here. You know, she doesn't live next door or anything. And um, just like setting up and everything is a lot. And I thought, you know, I've seen a lot of remote podcasts and actually our first episode was a remote podcast anyways. And it looks fun and I feel like we could do a lot more and it wouldn't be so overwhelming, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I just thought, I, th I thought we could pull it off. That's all I'm saying. I thought we could pull it off and I think we can. It's just the microphone, the one that matches this one isn't working for you. So <laughs> we're going to have to figure that out. But otherwise, I think, I think it's going to be fine. I think it's you. <laughs> Even though I miss having you right beside me. me. <laughs> um, but we'll see. I thought it would be fun to try. I think it would be easier if you want to, because I have a full-time job. So it mm -hmm. would be easier if you want to record after my working hours. During the week, it would be easier. Well, I can't record after. <laughs> when you're done work. So it wouldn't, actually. But it's fine. I did. So I have a couple. I'm going to make you choose again. So last time I was like, choose between a couple of these subjects. So I sent them to you. I'm just going to find them really quickly. Okay. All of, does your Instagram ever glitch? Like you go through your messages and then it goes from like a couple months ago. Like it doesn't show you the most Dude, I always ones. glitch. I never see my freaking messages. It just disappears. And I don't know if I insert or not to you because oh. it disappears. Can you pull up your Instagram? I really, I can't find the 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 subjects that I was trying to tell you. This is so annoying. <laughs> like you just. <laughs> do you ever just like look at technology? You're like, you're literally a phone. Why can't you just do what phones do? It's so frustrating. And I have the dogs beside me now. And I'm <laughs> I'm heating up. They're literally warming me up. Like they're cute as hell, but it's not that far though. No, but I can't find it. So, okay, do you want me to tell you all the subjects? Can you screenshot it and send it to me? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be like a surprise that you choose, but then <laughs> let's just pretend. There you go. I've okay, never seen you. it. She's never seen it. Okay. So here are the podcast episode ideas that I have and you get okay. to choose. So we have, okay, overconsumption and K-pop. When did K-pop get so young? K-pop in English is inauthentic and K-pop fans don't understand live vocals. Hmm. I don't know. It's hard. K-pop in English is unauthentic? Is, yeah, is inauthentic. Okay. Uh, uh, wait. I'll, I'll check what... I'll, you'll check yourself? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh, overconsumption in K-pop. That's good for us, maybe particularly you, as you have a bunch of <laughs> albums <laughs> behind you. <laughs> so it'll really sell the point for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do yeah, that one. Over, Overconsumption. Over mm -hmm. 
I also have to point out that like I broke one of my fake thumbnails and I put a Band-Aid over it because, okay, like it's broken, but like, you know, when you bend a fake piece of plastic, it like, it like becomes whiter and I just didn't want to change it because I did. Anyways, I put a Band-Aid over it and now I can't fucking type. (laughs) It's really annoying. (laughs) Okay. You happen to pick the one that I developed the least in terms of script. Okay. So let's (laughs) It's fine. No, no, no. (laughs) No, it's it's totally fine because we're just going to go on tangents and it's going to be fine. So the overconsumption and K-pop. So basically, you know, this doesn't obviously only apply to K-pop. I feel like as consumers, the majority of us are over consumers a couple years ago actually maybe five years ago I was like I'm gonna become a minimalist and I got rid of so much stuff I got rid of all of my k-pop albums I got rid of so much of my clothing makeup everything and I could fit all of my belongings in like two plastic containers actually I really wanted to be a minimalist like I I had dreams to like go live somewhere and just like eat mangoes all day like and now I'm allergic to mangoes, so that didn't work out. <laughs> but I digress. So the first, we're going to read a couple of Reddit posts, actually. So the first one is about teaser schedules. Now, not that this has much to do with overconsumption, but we did talk once about like K-pop being similar to fast fashion. So we were talking more about musical identity, but I feel like in terms of the amount of things being released by K-pop idols recently, it can be a little similar to fast fashion. And of course, if you're releasing a lot of teasers, a lot of comebacks, it comes with a lot of albums, a lot of you know physical copies of things, photo cards, all that jazz. So I think it ties into it. But this one is most... Okay. I'm just, I'm over explaining myself. Who cares? Teaser schedules are absolutely unnecessary and takes away the surprise. Since 2020, 2021, I've seen various groups post promotion schedules, timetables, schedules right after announcing their comeback date. At first, I saw something like BTS's thing and was like, wow, a teaser announcing teasers? That's like spoiling the fans, lol. And after that, every single group gradually started posting these roadmaps like it's a normal thing. Heck, they would even get more creative with the concept they're going. See RV's Feel My Rhythm or Onyu's Dice. A few notable exceptions are Luna, my old group, and oddly YG groups. Why I think it may be unpopular is because while I understand that teaser schedules exist to make fans pay attention, I believe posting teasers without announcing when the concept photos to track videos to highlight medleys to music video teasers make the fans wait more for 12 a.m kst to see what's next lol do you think it's necessary as normal teaser poster or do you think i'm just a jealous orbit wanting them to release a schedule maybe just even a cryptic one lmao so that we won't look like fools when we just wait 12 kst for nothing so what are your thoughts on that so are they saying that they want groups to release the roadmap for the teaser shots and stuff i think they're saying that when a group releases like a schedule for their teasers that it takes away the surprise right so i think well everyone's pretty much doing it they'll be like okay we're releasing teaser number one on this date at this time so -hmm. then it takes away the surprise because normally this is what they used to do in second gen In second gen they did not have teaser schedules you would literally just like wake up one day and surprise you have 
if that if there was a music video teaser because most of the time there were no music video teasers do you notice these days some people are going like oh if this music video by this group had a music video teaser like if i am the best by 21 had a music video teaser and then they create their own teaser Mm -hmm. in this day and age because they didn't have it back then so (laughs) if you were lucky you could wake up to a teaser but most of the time there was not a lot of promotional material which it shows today that there's so much promotional material compared to second gen. So mm. they're just saying like, let's say YG for Blackpink's comeback, let's say Pink Venom. They never announced their teaser schedule at all. In fact, Sherry would be like, I feel it in my heart that it's coming out today at 1 a.m. or something. <laughs> and then lo and behold, it would come out at 1 a.m., right? So like you kind of have an idea that it's going to come out like every single day at this time but it's not announced and you have people waiting up and excited about something like if it comes out it comes out yeah but i feel like um most of i don't like most of the teasers that are put out on youtube are not the one from the video clip itself just like uh blackpink when they released for how you like that it was like the cyber gray teasers oh, yeah like it, it's still it's still like a an, an it's still a teaser not necessarily for that specific music video but it's still a teaser it's a teaser for the album it's a teaser for the comeback yeah but it doesn't give away the surprise because it wasn't even part of the whole concept it gets you excited though like it's it still part of the the, the promotions of everything mm-hmm. so but the point is like does releasing a teaser schedule like telling fans it's going to come out at this time at this day does that take away the surprise in comparison so you don't think so okay no because because even if there's a schedule the teaser isn't necessary part of of it like you don't know what it is Mm -hmm. and even if you see the teaser the video clip might not be what the teaser was just like i get what you're saying like the yeah the how you like that when they're they they're like on a table and everybody loved that concept so much and then how you like that ended up not being that at all and Mm -hmm. a lot of us still hold that in our heart as (laughs) a type of betrayal it's fine we don't have to get into it I get what you mean personally I don't follow teasers all that much like especially I've learned my lesson I've learned my lesson with JYP because they just tease everything and then when you get to it you're like okay yeah, like it depends yeah. of the company because GYP does tease the thing itself. <laughs> yeah. And SM, it's mostly the teasers of the album concept, not okay. the video clip. And YG is just nothing compares to what you yeah. have at the end. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. YG is so secretive because, again, they'll release like an album concepts like teaser, like the how you like that thing. And then they'll just release a bunch of pictures like individually every day. And then the, there's one music video or two music video teasers. And then that's that. Whereas JYP, it's like, let's spoil actually the whole entire chorus for everybody. And then, <laughs> then there's absolutely no surprise after that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go JYP. <laughs> By the way, have you been watching A2K? No. No? No. I've been half, it... half watching it, okay. kind of watching it. It's okay. interesting. How would you say? So 
I don't really know what to say about it because the way JYP acts is a little weird. He's like, oh, you're kind of not good, but, you know, you're improving. <laughs> but it seems, I don't know, he's always like, I need to see, like, your true authentic self. And there's just some things that he says where I'm like, like, is that really K-pop or is that the K-pop you want people to see? Because obviously the entertainment industry, this is nothing against K-pop in particular, but the entertainment industry as a whole is not super authentic to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just I, I, I it's 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 interesting coming from a K-pop lens and wanting like authenticity, like show me your true authentic self. But also in K-pop, we don't really let our idols <laughs> say what they want to say because look at canceled. Da, da, da. Anyways, I think it's interesting. But I think let- they want to see, they want to see like the personality, the real one, not the fake one. yeah but like it's like it's one thing to be like i want to see your personality but then like obviously everyone goes through media training to conform their personality to be palatable to people because i'm sure if every single idol acted exactly the way that they wanted to they'd get canceled people would hate them it will be a mess (laughs) (laughs) it's just a little tangent if you're watching a2k let us know in the comments if you're on if you're on spotify i'll try to do a poll or something um but yeah jyp amazing (laughs) with the teasers i've seen his um his ad on youtube it was so funny like oh yes youtube or i screenshotted but um yeah it was funny (laughs) yeah like (laughs) join join the 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 premium after party that sucks though like you have to have premium to join the after party i'm sure i don't know it's always you need you always need to pay for something it should be free even though the episodes are already free anyways yeah so was it the after party for y2k eight yeah a2k the well, oh, I'm assuming because it's a, like it was telling you to get premium so you could join that premium after party, right? I thought it was like just for music. You know, it oh. could have been like Blackpink no, or... it's an after party. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw like a four minute after party. Oh, I thought it was like a playlist. Because I, I have YouTube premium and I, I saw it too. And I was like, four minutes? What? so now we have pre-releases are killing the hype for comebacks so maybe this isn't about (laughs) overconsumption i thought we were gonna get into like environmental issues we'll see (laughs) there's still time so first of all i'm not saying i have a problem with the songs or idols groups that do this now more than ever we are seeing groups come out with a pre-release track which typically is a b-side from their upcoming album at first i was optimistic and there were many times when i wished some other songs from the album were showcased with a music video a choreography and performances on music bank but lately it's been killing the hype for me not only does it confuse people who are listening when they don't follow groups as much hence the reason you see all the people clarifying that the song is a pre-release but it makes the title track lose its big impact we spend months and months waiting for our idols to return and when they follow the same marketing strategies teasers and trailers for a b-side just to release the actual title track a few days later it affects the actual performance of the title track Remind me, I want to talk about Liz Seraphim's Eve Psyche and the Bluebeard's Wife. Okay. Before I forget. <laughs> think about it. People often think the B-side is the title track, so it will ultimately get more views as possible. Think 
as more people think it's the actual comeback. Releasing the title track so close to the pre-release will make the title track have fewer views because the wait is already over. The hype is gone with the B-side. I know that people will defend this and say the pre-release helps to hype up fans even more for the title track, and even if that's the case for some fans, I think it has an effect on how the songs get supported, streamed, etc. For example, I think Ives' I Am would have had doubled the views if Kitsch was not released before it. I Am did extremely well, but I truly believe it would have done better if it was the big comeback for Ives, not the title track after Kitsch, which people thought was the actual comeback at first, not to mention the whole Liz fiasco, which we could theorize was the strategy all along, but this is not about that. Which Liz fiasco? I'm I'm asking myself because I don't get it. What? Anyways, same thing with G-Idol's Queen card. Allergy is an amazing song, and I wouldn't have had an issue with it being performed on music shows, just like I've did with Blue Blood. But, just like I've did with Blue Blood. Am I saying blood? I feel like I'm saying bud. Blue Blood. Yeah, you're saying bud. <laughs> Blue Blood. blood. <laughs> but I feel like so many people thought it was a title track, and now the views are split between Allergy and Queen card. The same thing happened with Twice. Heck, the pre-release ended up having more views than the actual title track. Note, you could prefer Set Me Free over Moonlight Sunrise. This is not about which song is better. Side note for that as well. Please remind me. You could also argue that in any case, pre-releases are good because it means less waiting for an actual comeback, but we need to take into consideration that we will wait, that we will wait regardless. The idols will be exhausted. That's the two MVs. <sighs> I'm not done. <laughs> I think this opinion is unpopular because I do see a lot of people praising the groups for doing pre-releases as it's sort of a teaser for what's to come in the album. Also, we can take it as a gift from the idol since they not necessarily had to do this and it's not something that was done too much before. It's always great to see our idols more, but I still think that pre-releases have an effect on the streaming numbers, the hype of the comeback, and that it causes confusion for many. And that kind of ruins the whole thing for me. And maybe it would be better if we got those B-sides music videos after the title track. Even if it means having fewer views, at least most of them will have gone to the title track, which is kind of the point of a comeback. TLDR. Pre-releases are affecting the performance of actual title tracks and kill or slow down the hype of a comeback as many people confuse them with title tracks. Do you have any immediate thoughts about that? Well, the only thought that I have is the one that they are um, speaking about is mostly... I realized that before, when there was a B-side um, pre-release, it was mostly a sultry song or a slower song. It wasn't as big as the title. Something that was like different from the title track, yes, right? It was yeah. like night and day. Now it's more. Mm -hmm. It's more like the B-side is the as same. powerful as the title track, so it's confusing. Or yeah, so like. Um, new jeans too they have so many so many b-sides before the title track that i literally lose interest for the title track and i don't <laughs> even know what is the title track anymore okay so for new jeans to clarify they had three <gasps> title tracks okay so okay i'm gonna mess this up but let me try <laughs> okay. the super shy is a title track so okay. is eta okay and cool with you so cool with you oh my god i'm messing this up already what songs did they come out with they came out with asap uh -huh, cool with super you shy. eta super shy there's another one i'm missing uh maybe, the one where the the girl is like i don't know what it's it is is it cool with you 
I think it's cool with you. There's a fifth one because there's six music videos. Uh, I, I don't oh, know. there's three of them that are a title track and the rest are like B-sides. So ASAP okay. is a B-side. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. I can't think of it right now, but it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. And it does it does to an extent kill the hype. It does. But on that note, when you were saying that like in the past when you would promote a B-side at the same time, I feel like you would promote it after, just like a, as this person is saying. Uh, no, because Monstikes did did it with the Follow Era. They released the Find You before, and it was a slower song. Uh, there was a big storyline on it, and then they released Follow a few weeks after. Find yeah, that's you. one example. But if we think of like ATs and Horizon. They never released a music video for it, but they still promoted no. the song afterwards. And I'm trying to think back to before uh, Pirate Red... King and Pirate King and what was the other one? You should know. <laughs> Wait, Pirate King and they they did the um, treasure. They did the same treasure video clip. They they filmed it on the same day. Okay, I know, but I'm trying to give examples of b-sides that were promoted kind of as an afterthought like there was red velvet when they came out with zim Bim. i'm pretty sure there was another song like sunny side up or something that they also remember. promoted as a b-side but it didn't have a music video and they just did music show promotions of it at the end of the day mm-hmm. what else i'm trying to think because b-sides i don't think were the most 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 popular no or sometimes not. sometimes it was like in the video clip itself do you remember with like bap they did when they do their 10 minutes video clip, they have other <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah. Or after school, they did shampoo and then they did like their tap dancing song as well, which they promoted both. But I think it came out afterwards. But now the trend is definitely you do pre-releases and then you do your B-side. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. just needs to have less impact because the pre-release right now have the same or more impact than the title track itself well that was a huge criticism i had for how you like that versus lovesick girls oh i hate lovesick girls and i hate (laughs) how you like that (laughs) you're just okay it's not the same yeah i I totally agree that how you like that is more more impactful than lovesick girls it's way more impactful if i sometimes i love lovesick girls to death but sometimes i forget it exists in in the shadow of how you like that it's just like that you can't top how you like that after Mm. how you like that like Mm. anything they would have released after that well maybe not i feel like if they would have released like pink venom or something it would have been probably just as big but like you release something like how you like that and then lovesick girls i think they had the right strategy because they knew they knew it would have been so big and then anything they released might have not gotten as much hype because they had been gone for like almost two years. So they had to come back with like a big bang. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's the same for Pink Venom and Shutdown. Pink Venom does have more impact than Shutdown. I don't know about that because so the songs are think? very much on the same level. Like Pink Venom and Shutdown, they feel the same. They feel like a, the same similar girl crush vibe. Yeah, they have the yeah. Whereas how you like that is girl crush, and then Lovesick Girls is like, oh, it's a one eighty. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. And also, they were gone for less 
time between Lovesick Girls and Pink Venom. <laughs> All right, it was a it was a drought too. Just Should like we Google that? How long was it between? I can't type. How long was it between Lovesick Girls and Pink Venom? Two years. Am I just misremembering things? I don't know if I, I think, think so. Because <gasps> it was long. Two years? Yeah, Lovesick Girls was in 2020 in October. And Pink Venom in August 2022. So scratch everything I just said. <laughs> Never <laughs> it mind. It long ass time. <laughs> As a blink, I have no concept of time. Two years feels like 10 months to me, frankly. As you should. As you As should. You should. <laughs> So, um, another example. So, Le Seraphim, they yeah. came out. What was their – okay, not anti What was after Anti-Fragile? Unforgiven. So, their Unforgiven. title track was Unforgiven, and their B-side that they promoted was Eve Psyche and the Bluebeard's Wife, right? But they promoted it afterwards. Uh, yes, there wasn't did. a TikTok snippet with it? Well, the thing is, they're still promoting the damn song. They're still releasing so many remixes of it. And I see people on TikTok all the time being like, I'm sorry, La Seraphim, I love you, but you got to let go of Eve Psyche and the Bluebeard's Wife. There's too many remixes. That's all mm -hmm. they're doing is dance challenges with everybody of Eve Psyche and the Bluebeard's Wife. I don't even know the song either. I'm a mess, 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 and mess, only know mess, that part. mess. Boom, 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 miss your tongue, Tina. Get a like, boom, boom, boom. Get a like, boom, boom, boom. The booty shake, boom, boom, boom. You should know because Mingi, no, was it? Yeah, Mingi and you know did the dance challenge for that. Yeah, but I only know the dance challenge. I don't know the song itself. Fair enough. Well, would you con do you think Eve Psyche and the Bluebeard's Wife is more popular than Unforgiven? Because there's sometimes where B sides are more popular than the title track. I maybe because I feel okay. Unforgiven, what a gem! Sure, I didn't personally just stream it. I did stream Eve Psyche and the Bluebeard's Wife, and I feel like I'm seeing Eve Psyche and the Bluebeard's Wife so much more. Maybe like I feel like it's algorithm. more impactful. Maybe it's the algorithm. Because you remember when I said that there was a song that was more impactful than the other one, someone was like, actually, it's still charting. It's better than it's more impactful, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So Stacey. I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just our algorithm that I spies know, on though. us and give us what we want to see. That's totally possible. But at the same time, every time I see something K-pop related, I click not interested because I don't want to end up on my own for you page yeah. <laughs> and it's happened before so I feel like I only see what's super super popular okay because otherwise I I keep clicking not interested and I still end up in it anyways but on that note Vanessa was telling us our friend in the tropical girl tropical girls chat that Mr. Baikata was actually a b-side to yeah. Wana <gasps> can you imagine no. Mr. being a B-side? No. <laughs> Mr.'s impact. Like, I literally forgot about Wana. I thought... I, I don't I, think I know that song, actually. Oh, yeah. Right? So you hear Wana and you're like, I've never heard that song in my life. And then you listen to it and you're like, oh. Yeah. That was the title track? Uh, no, it, it wasn't. 
it <laughs> it was the title track, but Mister's impact was so huge. I mean, when you think of Kara, you think of Mister. Mister is the mm. yeah, mostly Mister is like one of their biggest songs. Yeah, but it's it's one yeah right. It's part of the biggest song, so you you think about a few songs and not wanna wanna. <laughs> Hey, Kongi, Kongi, mister. I know the choreography to that one a little bit. The butt dance is a little bit difficult, but it's fine. So, yeah. Can you think of other examples of title tracks that were overshadowed by the B-side? Wasn't it like Enipen? 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 Or Who knows? TXT? <laughs> Was I it? I, well, what are you talking about? Well, is TXT love song is a title or b-side i don't remember actually i don't know them well enough to know that i think an iphone an iphone and i don't know how to say that well um <laughs> i think they do have a b-side that is more popular than a title song maybe let me see oh polaroid love isn't a b-side it's a b-side it's not a title track I've never heard of it though. No, no, Polaroid. Love? You're kidding me. I've literally, I've, I've like, no. It's like a Polaroid love. Da, 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 da. No, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't have them. Yeah, it was, it was with. What was the title track of that one? Uh, Tame Dashed. I think it was the um. The title track. So I actually found this post on Reddit that says which K-pop which K-pop groups B-sides are more popular than their, t than their title tracks, and it says definitely and hyphen fever. Oh yeah, they became more popular than drunk dazed. Yeah. Then we have Oh My Girl's Dolphin, which was more popular than the title track Nonstop. Mm. Oh, do you remember Dolphin? Do 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 do. No, I just remember was like a little dance. Yeah, little it was like. But didn't it become more popular because TXT Subin did like a cover of it? Yeah. Yeah. With somebody else? one of the girls. Yeah. Then it became really popular. We have Monster X's Hero, which was more popular than Rush. Yeah. Yeah. I can be your hero. Then they're saying Beasts on Rainy Days was more popular than Fiction? What? Not in my remember. heart. Not in. I don't even know what on rainy days is, but fiction was iconic. Maybe the Korean public was more inclined to a slower song. I say it's a slower song because it's rainy days, but I don't know what song. This is English Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, Mister Baikara in comparison to Wana, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh, Money by Lisa was more popular than the Lisa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was all over the YouTube algorithm. Oh, people are saying TXT's anti-romantic was more popular than Love Song. <sighs> not <laughs> Maybe in heart. <laughs> not in our hearts, but I do remember hearing yeah, anti-romantic yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. But I, I really like it, honestly. Oh, someone's saying AT's Take Me Home was more popular than Fireworks. Uh, yeah, it was. Really? But they never, they never really performed it. So I don't think it's 
part of what we're talking about because it was more like a song that is really popular on the album. Yeah, people wanted them to really promote that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. The next subject we have is protest trucks have to be the most boring way of protesting I've ever seen. <laughs> This came to mind because I like some K-pop idols whose fans have been unhappy with the way their company treats them. So they sent trucks protesting and I'm just like, that is so boring. It has to be the most underwhelming way of protesting I've ever seen. It's so easy to ignore if you're an executive like, okay, this happened with Yeonjun and Sakura. I send both TXT and La Seraphim and I was just picturing myself as, an, as a hive executive going off my day with a cup of coffee and seeing that like LMAO I just shrug it off and go off and go on with my day to be honest like I'm not defending the company at all like I think in Yeonjun's case it was an Akke so nobody even in the fandom took it seriously but in Sakura's case it was actually mismanagement I believe so it's not like I'm siding with Hybe on this one not at all I just think the truck thing it's boring and easy to ignore which is something a protest shouldn't be I personally don't think K-pop is something to protest over but if you're going to do it at least be more effective at it Kind of like this whole thing XOL did when Chen became a father and some of them were mad was more effective since they went to sit there in silence. But like at least the executives of the company are going to be like, dude, there's people sitting outside. <laughs> a small truck is so easy to ignore. But also good on the protest truck business because it seems like they're doing great. <laughs> they're thriving. <laughs> they're literally thriving. There was an incident recently where Lino's international fans sent protest trucks outside of JYP. <laughs> why? They, I don't because well, why do K-pop stands protest anything? He's not <laughs> shining enough. They need him to shine oh. more. He needs more opportunities. But they used Google Translate or something. And <laughs> and apparently instead of it being like a criticism towards the company it sounded like they were trashing him <laughs> so can you imagine so they they were saying like if you're gonna send protest trucks at least try to make sure what you're writing is okay but can you imagine that'd be so mortifying using google translate is not always the best things i've no, seen K i've seen k-pop idols being like calling out people in their comments for using google translate because they're like that makes no sense or you said something that you actually didn't mean to say and it's kind of funny yeah. mm -hmm. so <laughs> but google translate has definitely improved so much because if you checked it out like 10 years ago it was very rudimentary and it would translate word for word everything but now it kind of has an understanding of a lot of language and it's so much better and it's so much more accurate I remember a little anecdote. There was this guy in my English class. <laughs> he didn't speak any English and he legit would just write his projects in French and use Google Translate. Use <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He would do that and I would like read over his projects like what the hell is he saying? Yeah, can you <laughs> So back then, but now I feel like AI in and of itself is so advanced that you could probably get it well some people are getting away with it writing their projects entirely through ai and translation has gotten so much better so yeah. well, i don't know I how that happened i do but... use a program for translation at work because mm -hmm. i'm too lazy to translate it oh yeah that. like it's a great tool to have for sure mm -hmm. i just i wonder if translators themselves are going to become more and more obsolete of course you always need some translators but I read something a long time ago, like translators are going to become more like editors rather rather than translators. 
because oh, to like correct stuff? to correct stuff rather than be the translators themselves because the technology is going to be so advanced that they won't really be needed they just need to fact like just check things really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i wonder it, it makes me wonder <laughs> poor translators so yeah protest trucks i believe they do put protest trucks because it's don't quote me on this but it's illegal to cause a ruckus outside of these company buildings well, they don't really cause a ruckus they just sit there well, usually yeah but they're not allowed to cause a ruckus so that's why they send protest trucks i think it's just c- because they don't want to go outside and manifest <laughs> but i i've read before that y- these companies are usually in more rural areas is that even true i don't know anyways i just read that they're not allowed to be to cause a ruckus in public and that's why they send protest trucks but yeah if i'm like an executive at hive or jyp first of all the protest trucks are pointed the other direction right or are they double-sided do you know have you ever seen the other side of the protest truck Mm -hmm. i think they are my eyesight's too bad to even read that far anyway (laughs) looks like a triangle no i've seen two leds like that i've seen like squared rectangle trucks yeah but it's a bit inclined oh anyways i would ignore it me too because it doesn't have the same impact it's just like people sending money to send a giving money to send a protest protest truck and then it's kind of it's very silly they just move on especially if this if if it's not serious like oh we want lino to shine more Mm, okay weirdo (laughs) i'm sorry but that makes no sense to me. Misha mm-hmm. is trying to escape. Stop it. Hi, Misha. Hi, Misha. So, yeah, we already know how I feel about protest trucks. I know some people are going to be a little offended in the comments. Nothing against you. If you spend money on a, on a protest truck, I have no control over your money. Theoretically, you can do whatever you want. It's the same as the billboards. Yeah, I just think we could pool our money together and help other issues. Help each mm-hmm. other. I don't know. <laughs> in an ideal world but on the overconsumption of k-pop because that was supposed to be the title i don't know if it's still going to be the title um (laughs) do you remember when 17 was in the news for having too many photo cards yeah Yeah. um i think there was a hundred photo cards per person well there was something like I remember saying there was like 800 photocards or something and people were like, actually, there's only 600. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so like, I don't think that makes much of a difference. But Yeah, because they counted the, because they have like the carrot version. Mm-hmm. And in the carrot version, they have, I think, 20 photocards, but it's like a photocard album. So it's always the same photocards. Mm-hmm. So they counted those ones too. Okay. To the photocard template. Yeah, I mean, photocard collecting, I've said this on my vlog channel before, but I don't collect photocards anymore. Mm-hmm. I just think like I went I went into it like head first and I just wanted everything all at once. And like, no offense to you, but you were really encouraging me. <laughs> so <laughs> we literally spent hours on like sites like NeoKyo, like searching for photo cards. It was honestly so much fun. Like it I don't. It was fun. I like think I it was re- the hype that got yeah. us. 
I regret like all the money I spent, but I don't regret the time spent on the friendships. <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun. It really was. And but it was just way too much money. Like yeah. if you think of sites like Neo Kyo, which I think is better if you're going to buy photo cards, do it secondhand for sure. Mm hmm. Because if you're going to buy so many albums just for the photo cards, which I'm guilty of, I've literally done it before. I have like six extra 80s albums in front of me that I really shouldn't have bought. And But then... it wasn't on purpose, no? Was it a mistake? Okay, the first time I was like, okay, I bought three off of Makestar. Uh-huh. And then I was like, okay, I'll cancel the ones off Makestar and buy the ones on Amazon because I want to get them faster. But I'm stupid because if you order off Makestar, it's because you're ordering to get into a fan sign. So then you can't return them or cancel the order at all because you already went into the fan sign, even though I don't apply for fan signs. They were like, no, you can't. <laughs> They're like, kind of scouting people to put money in to do. I think it's to do the photo card exclusive or something like it's yeah. a project. Yeah, so like I tried to cancel that order and it didn't work. So then I ended up with six, which realistically I should have known. I feel like in my heart I knew, but I just wanted more photocards. Mm. <laughs> and then the second time, no, that was the second time. The first yeah, the time, first time, it was the first time was total mistake because yeah. I accidentally, like I had the three albums in my cart. And then I guess I went and added three more albums in my cart. And because the prices were in USD and it was like K-Town for you, it didn't seem that expensive. And then seeing the bill after shipping and customs and translating the price, I was like, oh, shit. Okay, never mind. And uh, <laughs> I literally unboxed it. And I was like, oh, my God, they accidentally sent me three extra albums. I felt yeah, I so special. You remember? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, do I tell them? Like, <laughs> should I email them? <laughs> But no, it was not a mistake. I'm even like checking my emails and I'm like, no, it checks out. I ordered only three, but no. But I it ordered, was written too. I ordered six by accident. <laughs> so yeah, now I'm stuck with a bunch of photo cards that I need to sell or I don't even know. It's been like a year. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what to do with my albums. Send help. I don't know what to do. <laughs> You've literally come over and helped me like try to organize them yeah. and everything, but mm -hmm. I need to do some, I need to sell them or something. But yeah, overconsumption. I realized it was just too much, too expensive. And at the end of the day, all the albums are just sitting there and I'm kind of over them. So yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I fully acknowledge the amount of like happiness it brings like unboxing albums and finding the photo cards and searching for the photo cards so it's difficult but <laughs> <laughs> she has nothing to say <laughs> well i'm good because i kind of slowed down on the photo card collecting mm -hmm. and yeah well you're probably a lot more reasonable than i am i feel like maybe maybe I was like, I, I need all I versions. Like <laughs> yeah, the only group that I buy all versions is 80s. Because mm -hmm. I started to, like, I started to buy the albums at the same year as they debuted. So I feel like I'm caught up on. It's special, yeah. Mm -hmm. But for Munstice, I don't buy all versions for 17 either. Uh, shiny, I don't. NCT, forget that. <laughs> forget that. 
17 if you bought all versions oh forget that it's too it's too much you could literally probably buy a house in ontario with that yeah i don't have like i don't have all the versions there and i still have no more rooms she's not from ontario so she didn't get that joke but it's fun yeah it's it's expensive i know (laughs) it's actually heartbreaking and sad but it's fine we'll keep going well, actually, do you know that when they sell their house in Ontario, they move over to Quebec and buy the house in Quebec, but they overprice it because they have everything in cash and then they don't care? They do the same here. They'll come from Toronto and come to the little towns and do the same thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's there's no winning. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, (laughs) I realized I had a problem though when I, okay, remember we both bought this, the Sparkling and Shaq's shitty albums. Show, show, how about you show us that real quickly? It's in a plastic bag, (laughs) literally a DVD case, and the photos are so, such terrible quality. And it was the same price as a regular album. That's when I knew that was one of the moments I knew I had an issue because I'm like, I know I need them both. They're both literally in the drama imitation. I need them both. I, for for Sparkling, I literally didn't even pull who I wanted to pull. <laughs> There's like, what, four members in that group and they're not even real. Like, <laughs> I pulled San and Soma for Sparkling. I pulled San and the other guy. <laughs> And I, I think like, it was the leader. No, yeah, it was it? the leader. I'm like, who's yeah. gonna trade this with me? Yeah, I ended up having to trade my sand card for you know. Yeah, yeah. I remember. You remember? I was like, oh my god, like the value of this is so not like equal. And anyways, yeah. the mm-hmm. second time I realized I had an issue was when we bought that five ten pound treasure thing. Do you remember? Treasure thing. Those two big silver books. It wasn't oh. even an album. Oh, yeah, I have them there. What was it's the point so of that? It's so big. And they didn't, I thought they would do like a series of that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it. So it's treasure part one. Mm-hmm. And that it's here. There's nothing more. <laughs> and the photo the cards are weird. The photo cards are like gold or silver or both. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, there's a set gold and a set silver. They're not even nice. Like, that's the thing. Like, they're just old pictures of ATs Mm -hmm. and they put a gold filter on it. Like, (laughs) they look like, they look like, um, card games. Card games. Yeah. So, I don't know. If I could go back, I would just get like one version of each album, but it's, it's addictive. It's addictive. And then you're like, I need to have a perfect collection and, I need all of them. And you see all these YouTubers who are doing unboxings and they're collecting so much. It's wild. Like, no, I'm not putting any blame on any of the K-pop YouTubers. They were really fun to watch. Honestly, I just can't watch them anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, it it reignites this flame within me that I need to have a perfect collection. And I'm like, stop mm. it. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> no more. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't trade anymore. I should. No. No, I should not. Yeah, I don't. Because, like, I don't know. I'm not really active on Instagram itself. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to trade. I remember my first trade. <laughs> oh, do you want to tell the story of my first trade? Was it with me? What, no, because... It? So, is it Carolyn or Caroline? Oh, it was Caroline. Caroline? 
Caroline. I don't know. There's a joke. One head. One around. head. I'm sorry. <laughs> one head on YouTube. Yeah. So like I had a card that she needed. And at the time I wasn't really like in the market to trade like specific cards. I was like, oh, you showed me that she needed my Hongjun card, not mine. Specific. Oh, yeah. And I contacted <laughs> her. Right. And I said, like, you should contact Right? Was it that? Yeah, you were like, <laughs> my friend wants to trade. <laughs> Can you imagine how sus she might have thought that was? I was a nobody. So, like, if you just slammed her in her DMs, she would reply to you because I know, you but both, I... you're both on YouTube. And I'm like, a little nobody here. <laughs> but, like, I just, I couldn't do it. I don't know why I couldn't do it. And yeah. you knew that I would end up never doing it. Yeah. So, you mm -hmm. messaged, you DM'd her for me. Yeah. <laughs> you I gonna, remember. You were gonna felicitate facilitate the trade for me and you didn't even live close to me or anything. <laughs> so then eventually I'm like, okay, I'll DM her. <laughs> and then we traded, but it was just so funny that like you're like, yeah, my friend would <laughs> What the hell? I don't think she made the link between us two. <laughs> I don't know, but like can you imagine like someone messages you like my friend wants to trade with you? And But she's too shy to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, like, I would think that's very suspicious and I would not trade with that person and she ended up trading with me. So, <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi, Carolyn. Anyways, no shade to anybody who collects soda cards. It's just I don't have the the, the strength to, <laughs> to not stop. My When you came over, we were literally going through the photo cards. I'm like, I need to collect again. I was literally ready to start collecting again, to start buying again. Really? I was so, tr I was trying to not, influence you for that it was just i like, was really trying hard and you were like i don't need that one i was like hmm can i check at home if i have it <laughs> oh my god check let's i'll sell you some for real cheap <laughs> i'll give you some help but yeah so it was just the fact of like playing with them yeah. i was like oh i, <laughs> I really want to do this again but no i'm not mm-mm I can't. Mm -mm. It's too much. Like it would be one thing if like albums are 20 bucks and you didn't Canadian. Canadian like the real like, the real 20 bucks for us. Yeah, it's different for us because we have yeah. to pay for not only shipping, but we have to pay for customs, customs. which customs minimum $20 per purchase, right? Oh, uh, usually 12. I've had up yeah, 12, 20, I've had up to like 37, $40 of customs. Yeah, it depends of the Mm -hmm. of the package. And then when it's in USD, it's automatically a lot more in CAD. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's not favorable for us. And if you go to a place where they sell physical albums, the price is exorbitant. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would never pay $100 for Super M, Super One album. Never. I don't think I even paid that with customs and everything. I don't know. With customs, it's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Even in second gen, I remember when I was really young and I did like my first K-pop album order. I don't remember the customs actually, but it was really expensive. I used to have um, Rain's Back to Basic album. I had a couple M Black albums. I had mm. an Ikyori album. I had FX. Big Bang 21. <laughs> and I gave them all away. Mm. All the way. Mm. If you ever bought any of those albums at a value village, might that have was been yours. From, it might have been. You never know. 
what else about overconsumption? I really wanted to title this podcast the thing, that. The thing that I don't like is when, like, if you do a group order, it's it's all right because you have buyers and you send it out and everything. But mm-hmm. I I realized, or not realized, but I it's like they do buy a bunch of albums just to go in the final call, mm-hmm. but they don't have a group order, so they just trashed it oh they do nothing with it oh i've seen i've seen pictures of that it was one of the shows that i think lisa was on maybe where they had to buy dairy products and then i could be so butchering this story but they had to buy specific dairy products to then get a code to then vote for that show mm. and you just saw people buying tons and tons of it and just wasting it all to vote for yeah. the show yeah. so yeah when you have like an incentive <laughs> to buy shit unnecessarily i don't know i almost feel like like i get it you want your album to chart or something but it's almost like maybe i don't know it's a stupid idea maybe just give them an option to buy the fan sign at that point i don't know It's so wasteful. Because now we have like all of those records that they sell so many albums but does the numbers really add up because there's a lot of people who buys hundreds and hundreds of albums but they just trashed them it's yeah. not like it's not one on one person like one person equals one album it's like one person equals five albums on the regular basis because there's like five version for example or yeah. one person equals 300 albums because they just want to go in the fan call yeah it's def- it's very wasteful yeah, and it is Oh my god. I, <laughs> you just see pictures of people from like ceiling to floor full of K-pop albums and they're some of them are having trouble selling them even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And okay, you there's there's people who just do art with them. But I feel it's wasteful too. There's know. only so much art you can do with like yeah. 200 albums. <laughs> it's it always cringe me when I see hard crafts with an album because that album was like $15 at least and you're just ripping it ripping it out for nothing for no money for nothing I don't know it's just like it doesn't add up it's just wasting yeah I think it can be cute sometimes though like I've seen some DIYs that are really cute but yeah yeah but like if you buy one extra album to do that okay fine it's just one but you have 200s in your room and you're just ripping them out Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I find it ironic that we're talking about that when I have like all the albums behind me. <laughs> Ooh, there's this one post that I'm going to read, okay, on K pop okay. rants on Reddit. Mm-hmm. So, I regret buying my albums. I'm barely interested in K-pop anymore. I'm more of a casual listener who listens to title tracks, but I have spent so much money on albums I don't even listen to anymore. I look at them and just feel frustrated, and I'm not talking one or two. I'm talking about the type who would buy every version of every album. 
I just don't feel connected to any of these grooves. I can't listen to any of the songs I used to. I got too addicted to them. Most of the albums, I only like around half the songs, but I was so caught up in the gotta support the group that I kind of didn't care, which was my first major mistake. Overconsumption is quite real when it comes to K-pop. I just don't know what to do about it because I'm way too busy between school and work and such to sit down and even think about selling most of the albums. There's a few that I still enjoy, but most don't. I wish I could go back and tell myself to not buy them. Mm. I relate to that so bad Mm. (laughs) because they're literally just sitting there and I don't know what to do with them. If I'm going to try to sell them, I have to consider that it's going to be minimum a $25 shipping fee. Minimum $25 to ship it. Absolutely. Uh, I sent something not too long ago. It really wasn't even that heavy, not even that big, the size of a little box. Yeah. Almost $30 to ship it. Mm. So... The shipping here, is- <laughs> yeah. everything sucks here. Everything we have sucks a problem here. for that. <laughs> everything sucks here. America has everything so much better. <laughs> in terms, we have of- a problem with our cell phone bills. We have a problem with the shipping, with the customs, with the internet, with the housing everything. prices. Everything. <laughs> that's like that's a, a really big issue too because you don't know if you're gonna love this forever. You really don't, mm-hmm. and. That's that much money, that much effort into it to then realize, oh, maybe this wasn't a good idea. It's definitely mm-hmm. difficult. That's why I try to not like Fortune after 80s. Like, I don't, okay, I'm, I bought the albums from Tempest, but I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm complaining if I want to continue or not. I'd like to go, uh, I like the songs of Tempest, but. I'm putting an end of buying new groups because I'm getting old and I don't want to have like (laughs) something. I don't want to regret it, you know, like Mm -hmm. those ones, they're there since forever. So I don't I have a special connection to them, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to buy some something like I wouldn't buy new jeans. I wouldn't buy I've I love I've I wouldn't buy them. Okay. Just in case you might regret it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh interesting mm-hmm. okay what is yeah that's such like a sad prospect to think like what if i don't love this yeah. again anymore yeah. like when i was younger i was obsessed with twilight but like how what do you invest in that you buy the books that's it you oh, buy there was a lot of stuff you twilight. buy some merch sure but there's not yeah. like a set collection i don't know maybe i was too young but it's like different from k-pop where there's physical albums to buy and Mm -hmm. collections to make Mm -hmm. so i don't know yeah Hmm. there's one last one okay cool on k-pop thoughts so k-pop fuels over consumerism i've been a fan of blackpink for a while now and have been following their journey since before debut i'm into fashion and i follow a ton of those jenny's closet lisa's style pages on instagram not just for blackpink but for a lot of celebrities because i find it interesting knowing what brands they're wearing and prices etc but I can't help but feel as though K-pop massively fuels consumerism and overconsumption in their predominantly young audiences. Idols are brand new, extremely expensive, and designer outfits for every performance and reality show appearance. Jenny will always have a brand new, straight-off-the-runway Chanel look. Jimin will always have an outfit made of expensive pieces, and he's never worn before and will never wear again. 
In this situation, I feel that idols aren't to blame. They, of course, don't buy or own these things, and they're almost always borrowed from these brands in return for promotion or owned by the company. But that doesn't matter. It's easy to look at these outfits and feel a need to constantly have new clothing and new outfits for every new TikTok and every special occasion, especially if you're young and easily molded. I'd say the blame sits on the industry and society as a whole rather than individual stylists who have to be wary of the wrath of K-pop fans who will riot and send trucks if one idol has a slightly less expensive outfit or is re-wearing something that another member wore a few months ago. But going back to the styling pages on Instagram, another part of the overconsumption in K-pop comes from the successful and well-off idols. I'll be the first to say that I respect Blackpink's fashion and the success they've achieved within the fashion industry, but their outfits are ridiculous. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> The prices of the the prices of the items they wear once in an Instagram post and seemingly never again. The four or five necklaces they'll wear, they'll wear from different luxury brands that are thousands a pop, bags and watches that cost more than some people's tuitions. I'm highlighting them because I think this adds to their untouchable and bougie aesthetic that a lot of their fans enjoy. But this is true with all successful idols, whether that be Red Velvet or BTS or Stray Kids. If you look at the comments under these posts, they're filled with nothing but young, impressionable girls seemingly dazed by how rich their favorite idol is or how much better they are than their haters because they can afford a $400 white t-shirt from Saint Laurent. People have the right to do whatever they want with the money they earn, even though I personally find the money they spend on some articles of clothing a crime. I'm not sure the blame we can actually put on these idols rather than the industry and society as a whole. They're gifted a lot of clothing. If they represent brands, it's their job to wear items from said brand, etc. It would be insane to assume they actually buy everything they wear, but I do think that adds a lot to the idea that we need to own hundreds of identical crop tops and pairs of baggy jeans and spend all of our money on buying dupes of the designer pieces they wear on Shein. This was more of me complaining than anything else because I don't think this is an issue that's going to change or receive any attention anytime soon, and I'm not sure what the solution would be even if we did because the aesthetic of K-pop relies on over-consumerism and whatever's flashy and new, as with all showbiz industries, that is definitely not a K-pop only issue. I don't think... Uh, I think it's only the only thing I'm not really um, inclined to buy. Because I'm not really interested um. in, in eye-hand brands, so like what they, they're wearing, I don't really care. I think the only one who... The only only thing I was really like, oh, I kind of warned it. It's the lover boy bunny or fox hat. Okay. But when will I wear that instead of, well, except on a concert? Okay. Yeah, that makes like, sense. It's not wearable, so I wouldn't buy it. I, I feel similarly because I definitely wear the same thing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and even like I don't really follow those pages either I remember trying to follow some of them when we were looking into our concert outfits for ATs mm -hmm. and I was like oh maybe I could buy some of the things that they're actually wearing and wear it to the concert and I'm like oh this jacket is $2,000 never mind <laughs> um this necklace is $500 um never mind so yeah. mm -hmm. it, it's it's definitely not attainable and achievable And it's not something that interests me a lot, but it was interesting reading this point of view. When I was younger, second gen K-pop, <laughs> they had the most amazing accessories. I remember they had these question mark earrings that G-Dragon yeah. wore Heart in his Heartbreaker music video. CL also wore them and was I bought it, them. Was it the dinosaur earrings from FX, I think? 
There was FX had the dinosaur earrings yeah, yeah. and I made them myself. I actually oh, really? made them. The dollar store that was near me happened to have the exact same dinosaurs that FX had on their ears in that music video. I'm pretty video. sure th- it was DIY too. It I had to it have been from a brand. It had to have been because I made them almost exactly the same from dollar mm-hmm. store materials. Mm-hmm. But you could either make the stuff because it was so outrageous or yeah. you could buy like knockoffs that were perfectly fine as well. Yeah. But I remember really wanting to emulate their style, to dress like them, to have the same accessories as them. And it was still expensive back then, but there was a lot like AliExpress of the sorts back then. I don't know what it was, but you could buy all that stuff then, like off those websites. So I bought the question mark earrings and I bought a lot of the same accessories. Wasn't it a bit like the same as the American singers? Do you remember? Um Britney Spears and uh, Christina Aguilera, they were pretty big fashion icons in the time. And everyone was dressing like them. Probably. It's kind of the same. Yeah, it's definitely the same thing. It's less in your face, but it's the same. It's probably, you know, it's hard to tell. Because when you're a K-pop stand and that's all you listen to, that's like, that's your yeah, only that's, influence. That's what I'm saying. Because like mm-hmm. it's K-pop, it's really... They have the airport outfits. They have all the brands for the ambassador brands for anything. Uh, they do perfume ads. They do uh, skincare ads. Like it's everywhere. It's really in your face. Yeah. Versus American singers and pop stars, is it's when they have a paparazzi shot or when they are on a red carpet of an X event. But it's less. In your face, it's less a selling point for them. I get what you mean. Like it's it's more so in K-pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's hard. It's hard because sometimes you see an idol who has like a hundred thousand dollar bed. Like their mattress costs a hundred thousand dollars, and you're just like, <gasps> good heavens. <laughs> and it's it's hard to not fall into this this trap of like focusing too much on that like focusing too much on how unfair the world is like Mm -hmm. I remember I I went through that period I'm still struggling with that but you can't enjoy life if that's all you're thinking about and if you if you look for it that's all you're going to find it's all around you Mm -hmm. so it's hard I I try not to think about it but it's really hard Mm -hmm. should we do another one sure okay so there's two more there's either Has anyone gotten the ick in regards to collecting or harsh opinion? Don't say you worry about global warming if you see nothing wrong in ordering every version of each album. (laughs) (laughs) Which one do you want to read? The ick one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a group order manager and a collection YouTuber. A baby one, I don't promote my channel and mostly only record videos so I can see the changes in my collection. And so I'm used to having quite a few items pile up. I was on vacation recently and when I came home, I was suddenly hit with so much exhaustion over the fact that I had a decent pile of photo cards to put away for my videos. A bigger pile of photo cards to sell and a huge pile of photo cards to put away for the sake of reorganizing a collection. Mm. I know my issue is with the overconsumption and overworking aspect, especially because I returned from a vacation where I took a break from the collecting and K-pop community as a whole. 
but has anyone else suddenly gotten the ick when collecting and the whole concept of it just seems less appealing i love being a group order manager and having pcs come in and i feel like my experience is inherently tied to how involved i am in my fandoms but literally so much time money and headspace goes into collecting and the burnout is real i just want to hear other people's experiences i've never had the ick but i would say that for one time I tried to buy from someone who is on Instagram and they have they are a group manager and mm-hmm. they do sell a lot of stuff and they, they buy a lot of stuff. And honestly, I've never had the thing. I've never bought it, but I've never had the chance to buy it really because they never came back to me. Like I asked them a few months after, like, hi, is it still available? Because you said it, you were putting it away from me, but. I have no news from you, and okay. I know they were they were they were saying stuff like they have uh, a medical okay. emergency in their family mm-hmm. and everything. So I was aware of that, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, they it's still a way like it's still on the side for you." Okay, great. It's been a year now. I have no news, <laughs> so I've never I've never come back because I was like, "Okay, I, I guess I don't need it because I don't have it now, and I don't really <laughs> I don't know, but like." I feel like some group managers, yes, they can feel overwhelmed and overworked, but they take too much on their shoulders. Shoulders? Yeah, okay. they they take they take really too much. Like you can, it's it's time consuming, and they are alone with that, and they're dealing with a bunch of orders with people, and like maybe try to do I don't know a smaller. Well, yeah, order? it's like. It's like yeah, you have a lot on your on your shoulders, but it's uh, how do I say this? Like it's not that deep. Like exactly. it's photo cards. <laughs> it's not that deep, but on the other hand, there's a lot of people who's waiting for you because you need to send them. So do a, a smaller group order so you have less work. Oh, with you. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you promise somebody something, you should. You, you should, should follow. Do it. Yeah, you should definitely follow through yeah but in like in terms of like nobody forced you to become a group order manager no, to begin it's your with your own it's your own choice so. mm-hmm. i definitely got the ick it was what was the last ats album i bought can you remember <laughs> can you remember for me it was fever part three I think it was Fever Part 3. So the one after that, I remember seeing all the photo cards that you had to collect. It was the word. The world. The world, maybe? I just remember yeah, seeing the world, them. The world was the one after Fever. I just remember seeing them and they all looked the same. Like every single version looked basically the same. Uh-huh. And it just made me mad because I'm like, why am I going to collect these cards that look exactly the same? But they're different versions, but they're different cards. But you feel like you have to collect them. And that gave me the ick. And that's why I stopped. <laughs> so that's my little story there. <laughs> yeah. I just remember when they did Fever Part 1. Was it Fever Part Wait, Yeah, Fever Part 1 with their first diary version. When it was like the blank QRAR code. I don't know what it was, but like... A useless card. <laughs> I literally tried collecting those too. Yeah, I was I so remember. deep. I was so deep in collecting AT photo cards. I'm collecting these blank cards. Does that make any sense? And I think I have like seven of them. <laughs> I think I'm like missing, missing one. one. <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. It was part one. Uh huh. To describe this to the audience who are like, because I don't have it in front of me, it's literally a white card and it says like, Mingi's name on it Mingi's diary I don't know Mingi's it says diary, uh, yeah, or Sans dream or something, or something. Oh. that's literally all it says on the card that's yeah. it that's mm-hmm. it that's the card and I tried collecting those two because <laughs> if you scan them with your phone there's a picture on it it doesn't work it, <laughs> it does yes, not it, does. it no. doesn't work for me so I'm collecting it all these cards and it doesn't even work for me that's I think the obsession. Miss- <laughs> so that is basically it for this week's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave it down in the comments below. Your overconsumption worries, issues, if you think it's an issue or not. And yeah. You can trash me in the comments. It's okay. No, let's try not to do that. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> There's Misha again. Hi, Misha. Let's take Kevin. Kevin had teeth surgery, but he's fine now. He's fine? I think so. Is he still a bit... He's back to normal. He's... Okay. Yeah. Look Hi, at him. Kevin. I don't he looks like a little baby. There. Do you want to show us your dog really quick? Okay. Wait. Oh, I'll try to see <laughs> if she's there. Karma! She can't hear me, right? No, oh! She she's so silky smooth. Oh, baby. Oh. <laughs> she's so precious. Kevin would absolutely love her. Yeah. Meisha, not so much. <laughs> so that's our dog haul, our dog tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, can I come here? I want to go on the bed. <laughs> we, what's my outro? Don't forget to like, comment, and share this video. With friends you don't have. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> My ear is so itchy. Oh, my God. Really? It was so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. I'm so hot, though. Oh, my God. Me, too. It's 27 degrees Imagine in my you room. Have-